The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. I, it was not you who cho- I was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Love one another, the Lord says, as I have loved you. Not love one another as you think best. Not love one another the way you want to be loved. Not love one another the way you learned about love in the world. The Lord very carefully says none of those other things. Love one another precisely, exactly, as I have loved you. This is the great Christian commandment. And that middle section, as I have loved you, is the key to truly understanding it. Love one another as I have loved you. In other words, there is something prior to our truly being able to love one another. Our love doesn't come first. His does. This is good now. This one. I'm wondering if that's heaven making an editorial comment. (laughs) Love one another as I have loved you. Note what the Lord is saying. In order to love well, you have to first be loved well. And you are. But it's not enough that I love you, the Lord says. You must receive that love. And my love for you must be your school of love. This cuts against the grain of so much we hear, even in Christian contexts. God is love, and so if we know what love is, we understand God. But Jesus says the opposite. We don't know what love is if we don't know God. We don't know what love is, except in shadows, except in anticipated ways that fall woefully short of its fullness, unless we know his love for us, because that is true love, the only fully, perfectly true love, 
Greater than all earthly forms of love, greater than all lesser things is his love. Jesus does not come to treat us as we want to be treated because we don't know what is best for ourselves. And let's be honest, we all have those days where we're cruel to ourselves, don't we? Jesus doesn't come that we might love one another in the way that those of this world love one another, but that we might love one another more perfectly and more fully by giving to one another that great gift which he first gives to us. There is no single sentence that sums up the very essence of Christian life more fully than this statement. Love one another as I have loved you. Because first it requires us to have a spiritual and personal relationship with Christ and to know what his love for us is. We have to meet it. We have to receive it. We have to surrender to it. But then it requires us to do something. Because the love that the Lord gives to you or to me is not something that is just for you or for me. We love to say Jesus loves me, don't we? We Christians say that all the time. Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you. What we often leave out is one of the ways Jesus loves you is when I share his love with you. One of the ways that Jesus loves his world is when his love reaches the world through those whom he has loved before. That statement that Jesus loves us isn't simply a mere affirmation of our value. It's not something simply to make us feel comfortable. Notice what the Lord says, I love you, get moving. Love one another with the love I've given you. It should be your school of love, and it should also be your impulse, your movement, your energy of love. It was love for you that brought the Lord out of heaven, and that love that he had for you brought him to you through Mary, with Mary, in Mary, and by Mary. That is how the love that is Jesus Christ comes to the world. There's no alternate route. There's no second way. There is no shortcut. That is the shortcut. Our Lady is the way by which the Lord brings his love to you. Why do we honor Our Lady? That is why. You receive no love of Jesus that in the end hasn't come through Mary. Because that is how Christ comes to the world. But this love that comes to us in Mary, through Mary, with Mary, and by Mary is not merely good feeling, it is not merely goodwill, and it is not merely blessing and healing. It is his very self. 
Jesus does not love without giving himself. And he doesn't give himself in partial ways. He gives himself fully. Note how marvelous this is. He loves you so much, he lays aside his glory and wears your weakness. That's how much he loves you. Love one another as I have loved you. He loves you so much, he becomes fully and completely dependent. He who needs no one's help on Our Lady. Love one another as I have loved you. Note how powerful that statement becomes with regard to devotion to Mary. If the love of Jesus comes into the world fully through Mary, note how fully and how perfectly you can go abroad in the world. Likewise, through Mary, through those who, like Christ, have a special devotion, a special confidence in, who risk a certain surrender into her care. This is the love that gives its life on the cross for you, the love that has come into the world through Mary, with Mary, in Mary, and by Mary. And that is the essence of what we celebrate when we remember St. Maximilian Kolbe, a great apostle of Our Lady who received from God, we hear in our collect, a burning love for the Immaculate Virgin. Not a devotion to Mary, a burning love for her. Because whose heart is the first heart to burn with love for Mary? That would be the heart of her son, the heart of Jesus. The fire, the divine fire of love that is kindled in Maximilian's Colby's heart is the flame of Christ's own love. And it burns in the direction of Our Lady. And because it burns in the direction of Our Lady, it extends and reaches outward into the world where its heat and its warmth are felt in his brothers and sisters. Love one another as I have loved you. The account of Maximilian's martyrdom is well known. His stepping forward in a concentration camp to take the place of a man slated to be executed. No greater love is than, has one than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. But this doesn't happen at the end of Maximilian's life out of nowhere. It is precisely the fruit of this Christ-animated love of Our Lady that marked his spiritual growth. And the more he surrendered his care, himself into the mighty care of Our Lady, the more perfectly he is molded into the image of Christ and his self-giving and his love. Maximilian died exactly as he lived, by seeking to love others as Christ first loved him. 
it's important that we recognize this because what we celebrate by celebrating the dramatically clear example of Maximilian Kolbe is a reality that each and every one of us is called to, likely in ways not so obviously heroic, but in ways that have their own degree of heroism about them. Because the self-sacrifice and the self-giving of love are not easy things, but they are the greatest of things. And notice that the Lord doesn't ask for second best from us. He who gives us the best asks for the best. And we who reflect on this need to always hold in our prayers as well those who have received the call, the vocational stirring to be about this loving of others in the way that Christ has loved us in a way that goes beyond the ordinary confines of home and friendship and family. For example, the young man tucked, out, tucked away over here in the shade. For those of you who don't know him, this is Louis Kona. Some of you may have been, may not have noticed him, but he has been praying quietly here in these benches for most of the last year and a half. Louis has been approved for ordination. And this coming September, just three weeks from now, he will be ordained a transitional deacon on the way to his eventual ordination to the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And what we celebrate in the priest, Maximilian Kolbe, is what we long to celebrate in him and in his vocation too. The very essence of life in the church so beautifully expressed by a dedicated sacred minister to love one another as he has loved us. That's why we gather here for this great celebration. It's not merely that I get to receive Jesus in Holy Communion because sometimes we say that and our eyes glaze over with pious romanticism that lacks substance. It's not about that wonderful feeling that I get. The one who laid down his life and gives his very self and saves us through giving his self is the one we receive. And that is what we receive in receiving him, his self-giving where the Lord gives himself to you in this sacrament without reservation, without incompletion. He holds none of himself in reserve for another day because the love of Christ is inexhaustible and there's always more for another day. But he says to us, love one another as I have loved you. This has long been the model of the church's understanding of the sacred priesthood. But it is also very much what the church sees in the individual believer as well. That we who extend our hands to a love like this, 
that we who take this love into ourselves must not simply receive it in a way where we think we can keep it for ourselves. Because if we do that, we don't receive it at all. This love must extend itself out of us, through us, to the world. Love with the love that you've been given. This is why it's going to be a big deal in about three weeks when for the very first time at the end of Mass, you're going to look out at the audience and you're going to say, go. Literally, that's what the deacon says. Go, get out of here. And that word go is important. It is go and take what you've received here out there. Because that's the only way the world gets it. And if we don't go, it doesn't get there. And if we don't bring it, it doesn't arrive. Anytime you hear those words at the end of Mass, whether it's go in peace, whether it's go forth proclaiming the gospel with you, whatever formula is used, in the end what that means is go, love one another, as he has loved you, and as he continues to love you. And what do we do? Sunday after Sunday, day after day, we come here, we whose hearts are so small, to receive this same great love over and over and over again. Because let's be honest, our weak hearts run out of love on a regular basis, but his doesn't. And so note as well, his is the love that can meet all the woundedness of the world, not mine and not yours. But he is pleased to meet that woundedness through my love and through your love if we learn this beautiful lesson. Amen.